On this Sunday of the seventh week of Ordinary Time, we continue to hear Jesus teach the new law of the gospel, as we've heard over the last uh, couple of Sundays from the Gospel of Matthew. And once again this week, several times, Jesus says, You have heard how it was said, but I say unto you. And he's taking the law of Moses and he's bringing it to new heights, laying his law of love and mercy and grace alongside or over the law of Moses. He's not replacing the law of Moses, but acknowledging that in a certain sense it needed new life breathed into it. And as he continues to teach further on in the gospel, he'll teach on things like marriage and divorce. The scribes and the Pharisees will ask him, well, Moses allowed us to draw up a certificate of divorce, but you seem to be against it. And Jesus, in replying to them, will say, it's because of your hardness of heart that Moses permitted something like divorce. But it was not like that in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the male and female, and a man would leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. In the beginning, Jesus says, meaning at the very beginning of creating this world in its perfection before the fall, God intended that marriage was permanent between man and woman for life. And God intended a lot of things in the beginning. Jesus' teaching and law are in a certain sense seeking to restore things to how they were originally intended to be, how they were originally ordered how they should have been had sin not entered the equation. That's why he says we must strive to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. We can't achieve that on our own steam, but following Christ's law of love and aided by the grace he gives us, we can indeed be at least more perfect, even if we aren't yet fully perfect, at least not this side of the grave. In the beginning, Everything was made by God and everything he made he declared to be good, meaning it was perfect, it was holy, it was really good. From the billions of galaxies with their quadrillions of stars and solar systems to the smallest grain of sand, God made it all and it's good. And then outside of the physical universe, he made the countless numbers of angels. But out of all of the creatures he made, all of that creation, he made only two creatures with free will, the angels and human beings. The rest of the physical universe acted and obeyed the various laws of nature which God had dictated they should follow. But angels and human beings could choose, could decide to follow God's way or they could choose not to. And we know how that turned out. Over the next few Sundays here in the parish, I'm going to preach each week a series of short homilies on what it is we actually believe about the world, about what's wrong with it, about what God is doing about it, and how we should respond to what God has done, is doing, and will do about it. And we call that the gospel message, the good news. 
It is good news that God is on the move and that he is on our side. But foundational to all that is this first point. God made us. He is God the creator and we are not God. But we are his beloved creatures made in his image and likeness, created good though we know we aren't always good in what we say and do and how we live and decide. As Lent begins on Wednesday of this week, on Ash Wednesday, it calls us to repentance and to turn away from the bad toward the good, towards God. We will hear on Ash Wednesday one of these two phrases as the ashes are imposed on us. Turn away from sin and believe in the gospel. Or remember that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. Now that can seem like the church is saying to us, You are so very bad, you're a miserable wretch, and don't ever forget it. But that's not the point. There is a positive side to that call to repentance, that remembering that you are dust. Yes, we're dust, but remember more intensely the good news that you, dust as you are, were worth God coming in the flesh and dying on the cross and shedding every last drop of his blood for. You are good. You were created good. You're not perfect, but you are good. You're not perfect yet. There's hope, though. Any of us can see on any given day that we are a bundle of contradictions and considerable miseries. And yet we know that the good God made us for good things. Something went wrong though. Something introduced weakness, misery and sin into the human experience. And that will be part two, which we'll get to next Sunday. Be holy, for the Lord is holy. Be perfect, as he is perfect, we hear this Sunday. But it's not actually our holiness or our perfection which attracts God's attention. For we could never be as holy and perfect as he is. It is actually our helplessness, not our holiness, that draws him to us. Our weakness rather than our perfection, which causes him to come to our aid. He is a good God, just and merciful, tender and compassionate. As the psalm says, the Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults. When I look in the mirror, spiritually speaking, sometimes all I can see are the ways in which I fall short, the ways in which I am imperfect, weak and sinful. But when God looks at me, when God looks at you, yes, he sees all that, our imperfections, our sins, but he also sees the potential. He sees all we can be with his help, all he originally intended us to be. And so it's important to regularly correct ourselves and remind ourselves that God doesn't see us the way others see us, nor how we see ourselves. And lots of us have a rather negative view of ourselves, unfortunately. 
Man looks at appearances at the surface, but God knows the heart and he sees the great things he can do with us if we are willing. And that is an awesome gift that we have, our free will. When all is said and done, we always have free will. This awesome gift is a terrible responsibility because we can turn our free will to great, great good or misuse it for terrible evil. The choice is ours. May the season of Lent, which opens up before us this week ahead, help strengthen us to be better able and willing to choose the good. And then, in choosing the good, we will move one step closer to being holy as God is holy, to being perfect as God is perfect. Because as we choose the good, God's grace will come upon us and bring us further than we can imagine. You and I were created in the image and likeness of God. That is a very good starting point.